Breakthrough family, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Breakthrough Spotlight. We have Miss Angela Mays, who we are spotlighting here today. Hello, Miss Angela, how are you? Hello, Portia, I'm fine, and you? I'm well, I can't complain. And um, guys, my name is Portia P, and I will be the hostess with the mostest, and Miss Angie, we just want to talk. We want to spotlight you here with the Breakthrough family. You do so much, um, and we want others to know who Miss Angela Mays is. So who is Miss Angela? Well, let me see. I am a, a mom, a grandmom, a uh, child of God, recently retired. I'm so happy about that. December 31st, I'm retired from the uh, government services as a secretary for 38 years. Um, wow, that's I awesome. am, like I said, a child of God. I um, uh, had a, a, you know, a license to teach in ministry. Um, when I was with my previous church, I am in um, a new ministry now, and I'm still uh, going through the Bible classes and, and everything. So, um, uh, you know, it seemed like I have a whole new life here going on now with this retirement, and uh, things haven't stopped at all. I'm still looking for the re- rest and relaxation, they say, comes along with retirement. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Miss Isla, you are fresh to the retirement life. You know, it'll start slowing down, get your little slow pace going, okay. and you can get your little R&R. Uh, do you plan on doing, like, any trips, you know, some retirement uh, trips? Well, my sister, we are planning a trip for um, next year, a cruise, a cruise. So that'll be my first cruise. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds fun. I mm-hmm. mean, Miss Angela, I I can see the the grandmother and the motherly vibes because you know you you give that off. It radiates even you know through your talking and through your you know speak. It it sounds like you make like some good cookies or something, Miss Angela. Oh wow! Well, my son makes better <laughs> cookies than I do. I told him he should start his own uh, famous Damon cookies. <laughs> yeah, he better. So, um, Miss Angela, when did you become saved? Like, when did you start, uh, when did you become a born again, uh, Christian? Um, I, I grew up in, um, uh, my great grandfather was a bishop. So my mom and all of her sisters were like in the, not my mom so much. I think my mom was like the different one. (laughs) She wasn't a minister, so to speak, quote, unquote, minister. But she gave her life to the Lord later on in life and began to be a minister and mom in the church. But uh, because we had such a, a religious upbringing, it seemed like all my life I was in the church. And, um, you know, when I got to be of age of accountability, I, you know, you know, gave my life to the Lord, it seemed like on numerous occasions, because also at the age of accountability also is the age of like awakening where you find out, um, you know, hey, it's a whole nother life out there than what right. I was used to. It's a, it, yeah, and, it's a different uh, lifestyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, of course, you know, that enemy was trying, you know, he was calling me to experience these lifestyle changes that, you know, I don't have to, um, I don't have to be in such a, uh, and like, you know, such a, a sheltered environment. And, like, right. all of my aunts were ministers. And, like I said, my mom, she was a little different, you know. I love her dearly, but she, you know, and, and I'm grateful that she exposed me to another lifestyle because now I kind of know what I don't want to do, you know, right. what I didn't want to do. It took a little while for that to kick in because first you want to, you know, there's a whole lifestyle out there. You, you want to try a little bit of this, try a little bit of that. But, uh, you know, and uh, that, that can take you down some wrong roads. It can really take you down some wrong roads. I just thank God I didn't go, you know, I went far enough, I can say that. I went far enough to regret some of the things that happened, and, and you know, I did do. But I had I got married. I met my husband. Uh, before we got married, I had my first son. And, um, you know, we went on and got married about three years after that. And, you know, later I had my second son. Uh, by then we were married. And, um, you know, we just wanted to live our lifestyle. So by the time my second son came around is when I decided that I'm going to give my life over to the Lord. I could tell you a couple of crazy stories about in between time. <laughs> but, you know, thinking that, <laughs> oh, Lord, he's going to kill me. I'm, just, I'm not going to live this life again. I'm going back to my husband, which was my boyfriend. I'm going back to him. I just don't kill me, Lord, on the way down there. <laughs> he had no intentions on killing me. You know, that was just my, you know, I didn't know any better. But when my second son came around after we were married, I made the decision to give my life to the Lord. And if you've ever heard my testimony on the breakthrough line, it was after we had got married and moved away from my mom's house because we lived with her for a while after marriage. And um, we moved in our own house. And we weren't living a Christian lifestyle at all. And, uh, you know, like I said, we had, well, in my testimony, you'll hear me talk about the big punch bowls of weed that, you know, we were using as well as selling and different things like that. But then that one day I gave my life to the Lord and I called my aunt who was a minister and I told her, you know, I gave him my, giving my life over to the Lord. And she said, oh, that's very good, very good. And, you know, I told everything. We had prayer and I went on, but I still had that urge for that weed. And every day my husband would wake up and smoke his little bit before he'd go to work, and then he would leave half of it there. And when he go to work, I would come back. And when he when he left, I would smoke his, and then I figured I had to smoke some more and then smoke it back the way I thought he left it at so he wouldn't know I did it because now I'm a Christian and, you know, I'm telling him I'm a Christian, but yet and still I had that urge for that. But and and that kept on for a while until I just said, Lord, this is not this is not I don't like sneaking like this. I don't like mm -hmm. doing all of that. Please, Lord, just help me. Now I'd already given my life to him, but then it was another part of me that I had to get delivered from and that was the weed. And I said, Lord, I really don't like this. So I used to listen to this radio program called Let's Talk About Jesus. And I called it in and I told him. I don't know why I didn't figure I could call my aunt who was a minister. You know, but I didn't. I, you know, you had that shame and stuff that holds people back a lot of times, that shame. But sometimes you got to tell the truth and shame the devil. That's how they say right. it. And you really right. have to, you know, you know, you don't don't put yourself in isolation, suffering in silence. 
you know, and go ahead. And it wouldn't have made my husband, you know, he loved me. He didn't, you know, wouldn't have thought no different of My aunt wouldn't have thought no different of you. But that enemy whispering in your ear, yeah, you're supposed to be a Christian now. And you around here, nobody, you know, nobody even going to think you just this, that. And, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff to be in your ear. So I called the guy on the radio program, and he prayed with me. And he said, God knows your heart. God knows what you want to do. God knows that you love him and care for him. And it was just a simple prayer. And I can't say the next day when I woke up and he went to work and he smoked it down there, I can't say that the next day it happened just like that. But I remember coming downstairs one day when the punch bowl was still full of weed and I had no desire to smoke it. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I don't have, I was so happy to, you know, have, mm-hmm. the taste was completely taken out of my mouth. And that's when it just began my, I guess I can say my grown-up walk with the Lord. And I tried to, you know, each day find out more and more about him because, you know, when I was little, I was scared of going to hell. You know, you're going to hell if you don't get your life right. But it comes a point and you have to find out hell is not going to scare you forever. Because you're going to try things and different things like that. But love will keep you where fear won't keep you. And I found the love of God, and that kept me, and that has kept me going for, the I say, the last 40-something years now. Because like I said, my youngest child was uh, just born. He wasn't a year old yet, and he just celebrated his 42nd birthday yesterday. So it's been 40-something yeah. years I've been walking with the Lord and yesterday, on top of all of that, he gave, he rededicated his life to the Lord. So that was good. And the Eagles awesome. won the championship. So, I mean, that was a good day. <laughs> that was, it was just perfect. You got a double win. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. So that started me just really my quest to seek more about the love of God, see, get more into his word, get more into prayer, get more into finding out about the one that loves me so much, loves me in spite of the things I've done, love me and, and love me like nobody else can. And I can really say that and all the, you know, I know my mother loved me. I know my husband loved me. I know my children love me, but he loved me like nobody else can. And I just, I just, oh, that's just something you can't express and you know it's just something that you want to seek more of because if I can just share a little bit of that love with others that he's given to me I'm you know it would make my heart glad now mm-hmm. it is it's, it's so good to hear you say how you know you you prayed with someone you gave it to God and he just took that urge away you know because some of us We'll pray about our problems and we'll pick it back up, but we don't like pray and leave it there and say, "Well, God, you want you're going to handle this." So mm. he will he will take those urges because I had a bad head. Yeah. Um, I stuck in my thumb and I stuck my thumb since I was a baby, and it was to the point where uh, Miss Angela, I was like, "Lord, please, like I don't want to stick my thumb no more. Like just take it away." And he took mm. the urge away, and I haven't stuck mm. my thumb ever since I haven't had a desire to, nothing like that. I would have to, it would have to soothe me to go to sleep, but I did not wow. want to do it anymore. So, you know, you say, mm. like, Lord, you know, take it away, and mm. it, just, it goes away just like that, like a snap of a finger, mm. a point of a eye. I know, I know. Wow, and I'm telling you, when I came down, I just remember coming down the steps, like, you know, thinking I had to go through this battle again, or, you know, going mm-hmm. through the, you know, being all, upset at yourself because you know you you do you'd be more upset at yourself than anybody could be more upset with right. you. <laughs> you right. Just, 
And, I, you know, when I came down and, you know, I looked at it, and, you know, I didn't feel like, you know, I had I needed to light it up, roll one up, and, you know, all that. <laughs> I was like, you know, I was, wait a minute now. And I'm like, oh, my God, the desire is gone. The desire is gone. And, they feel like and I think that's when I called my aunt later. Yeah, yeah, the weight was really lifted. And, and you know what? I called my aunt, and I was telling her about it. And I said, I don't know why I didn't tell you. And she said, you know, she teased me a little bit. Oh, yeah, you can. Because she was married to a drug addict. And, uh, you know, she had, like, the teen challenge. People would come to her house, and they would all sit around and have meetings at her house. And, you know, they would have people come in, and they would have prayer. And she said, oh, you couldn't tell me. I was married to a drug addict for such and such years, and I had this. But you couldn't tell me about your weed habit, huh? I was like, you know what? I don't know why I didn't think. You know, we laughed about it later. But, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, yeah, that's how he liked to get people all in isolation. Right, because he, yeah, he knew if you would have said that to your aunt who has experienced yeah. it, he could have helped you. Where he just, the enemy mm-hmm. just come and just play that trick on you. you they're going to do yeah. you. They're going to do this. So you just so suffer in silence. So you'd be like, you know what? Mm-hmm. No more. No more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that so that's so awesome. Good. That's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss mm-hmm. Angela, how did you hear about uh, the breakthrough family, the breakthrough line? I, it was <laughs> it was Mother's Day, two thousand twenty. I was sitting yeah. in um, the cheesecake factory, me and my sister, and we were eating, and I got a phone call from Brother mm-hmm. Keller. And, uh, you know, he said, oh, you know, I picked it up. You know, I'm like, oh, Brother Keller, I don't hear from them that often. So, you know, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, Brother Keller, how you doing? I'm thinking he going to be saying Happy Mother's Day. And um, he did. He said, Happy Mother's Day, Angela. You know, I said, oh, thank you, thank you. And then he proceeded to tell me about the prayer line that was going to be having uh, people come and pray for, pray for Philly. And I know you a prayer warrior, and I was like, all right, Brother Kelly, you don't have to try to uh, <laughs> boost me up, you know. You know, I'll see. I don't know. I said, well, what is it involved? You know, what? He said, well, they're trying to get people together to pray for Philly. He was telling me about it and gave me um, Sister Jackie phone number and said if I was interested, I had to call, you know, by a certain date because they were going to start, I think it was June or something, I, you know, but whatever it was, I was like, okay. Okay, and I think a little bit before then, I had kind of like forgot about it. Then I said, oh, wow. You know, I was sitting over my son's house, and I said, oh, wow. I think I was supposed to call somebody about the prayer meeting. I'm like, oh, Lord, I don't know if I want to do it. But then I said, you know what? And something said, you know, do it. You can pray. And I said, well, I'll call a lady, and I'll find out how long we got to pray and how long, you know, just to find out more about it. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I'm going to do it, but I'll call. And I did call. And uh, Jackie called me back, and she got back with me. She told me, you know, uh, about the, you know, the uh, breakthrough line and told me what she, you know, wanted to do and have people praying and, you know, different times and what time and different things like that. So I said, well, how long would I have to pray? She said, I think she said uh, maybe like uh, uh, 10 minutes or something like that. And I said, oh, I think I can do that. I think I can do that. You know, it wouldn't have to be. (laughs) You know, a long thing. I think I'm the longest-winded one praying now. <laughs> uh, to God be the glory. But, you know, she told me about it, and I accepted. And I said, yeah. You know, she seemed like such a nice lady and everything. And she, you know, she, I, we got on there, and I met with some other nice people. And, you know, we got to be praying. And now 
they call me the mother of the line, you know, the mother of the line, and I'm 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 so grateful. I'm so grateful that Jackie answered the call, and I'm so grateful mm-hmm. that I said yes when Brother Keller, you know, told me about it, and Jackie told me about it. I'm so grateful that I said yes to to, to just to see the people whose lives have been changed, the breakthroughs, the miracles, the things, and even meeting yeah. you, Portia. And how, yes. you know, uh, your testimony and the different things where I still call you the angel of mercy, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> it, it was just the wonderful people that I had met on the line. And then, um, you know, eventually we met some of the people face to face. The first time they came to Philadelphia, I kind of missed them. But the second mm-hmm. time we all got together and it was a wonderful experience to see the people that you've been praying with. For now, right. over uh, two years, you know, and it's been wonderful. And like I say, to see the breakthrough, see the lives change, see things going on, it's just been amazing. And I, I just, you know, even look to see what God is going to do. And he's still doing even more. And um, you, as you see, Jackie is, you know, expanding the line for different things to let people be more aware of what God is doing and how God is doing. And we all, I've been hearing for years God is doing a new thing. Uh, you won't be able to see it or believe it when you look at it, you know. But I can see now this new thing that he's doing, and I, I just praise God to be a part of it, anything that he's doing, to bring people to him, to the realization of how much he loves us. Right. Now, Miss mm. Angela, what is your favorite scripture? My favorite scripture is John 10. And the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. And I always yes. wanted to say, why does he say might have life? You know, isn't this like a sure thing? But the might depends on us. The might depends on us if we accept mm. it. He says, I put before you life and death. Choose life that you and your seed may live. So, you know, I often wonder why that, but, you know, the enemy comes to do his job, and he said, I am come that you might have life and that you have it more abundantly. So I just thank God for the life in Christ, the life in Christ. That's awesome. That's a beautiful scripture, mm-hmm. too. And that's, so, you know, one of them when it comes to mind. <laughs> That's one of that's one of your one of your good ones that you like. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's a top. It's a top. There's so many. <laughs> so, um, Miss uh, Angela, how did you feel like the first time, you know, dialing in and like being on the prayer line? Like, where how was you? How were your emotions? Were you nervous? Was you like, oh, I, I was very this. nervous. First, called on the line, I was, you know, a little uh, leery, I guess I could say leery. I didn't know, you know, what it was going to be about, you know, who who was going to be on it, you know, what, you know, I knew we were praying for Philadelphia, but that's all I knew. I didn't know, you know, who was going to be on, what, you know, how how mm-hmm. it was going to go. So I was very leery about that. And then I think it was open to, like, it was non-denominational, so I didn't know who was going to get right. on there doing what and saying what. And that, you know, was different for me. So, you know, mm-hmm. but when I did, now I, I must can say it was, you know, open to, uh, uh, it was open to non-denominational and people get on from different religions. But what when I got on there, I think the sister was on there, and I got to hear their prayer. 
because I didn't hear right. Muslims pray. I didn't hear other people right. pray before. I mean, you know, That's what and I, you know, I felt this. Yeah, yeah, and I heard the sincerity, you know, in their prayer, and and actually see how they pray. So you right. know, and that, it was that, beautiful. That, like yeah, they did like yeah. that. I was like, oh, I was like, this is very beautiful. That drew me in too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I agree with you with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Because you, you know, people you know, always think... for me, but uh, you know, I can right. say, you know, you can just see if people come together for something, you know. Right. It's good to see people coming together, and that you know, right. you know, and then uh, you know, under on for mm-hmm. one thing, to pray over the violence and the shooting yeah. and the killing, yeah. and you know, we all mm-hmm. from different denominations, but we're still sincere. We're still praying about the same mm-hmm. thing, and we're still coming together. Mm-hmm. And that's what really drew me into the line too, because at first I was like, mm-hmm. y'all the most skeptical, because I'm like. Oh, okay, I'll see what this is about. But, you know, as I started going on there and I felt um I felt at home. Like mm-hmm. I'm like I never I don't know any of these people. Um, you know, I never seen anybody face to face, but it felt like at home, it felt non non judgment, you know, everybody mm-hmm. you could you could feel you can hear the sincerity in everybody's uh you know, thoughts and their prayers and their concerns. Mm-hmm. So that that's what drew me into the line as well. Mm-hmm. It, it really did. Mm-hmm. Now, if you had one word to describe the breakthrough line, what word would you use? Mm, that's a good question. The word powerful comes to mind, but it seems like it's more than that. It's powerful, and it's, I can still say that it's comfortable. I still say comfortable and powerful. And then there's one more word that comes to mind, and that's um, safety. So those are the three things. I know that you just wanted one word, but maybe all of that can be in the powerfulness of it, the safety and um, Mm -hmm. Uh, and the comfortableness of it, because people are still, you know, people have come and go, but it's still people coming and they're still comfortable. They still feel right. the no judgment. They still feel the peace. They still feel like it's family. Mm-hmm. They still feel like mm-hmm. it's family. And, mm-hmm. and and I think that's a wonderful thing. I think that is a wonderful thing. And, and you know, that's something I hope continues. You know, so, for me, I, I would, I would say, say powerful. My word would be indescribable. I know, I know. Like, That's about the best word because like you can't describe it. But yeah, it's, it's like it's, a love and a, a mm-hmm. love and a peace and like a joy. Because there's so many. And yeah, so yeah. It's just so oh, comforting. Wow. Mm. Yeah, all of that. Mm-hmm. And because yeah, it's really, it's not even a line that. like. And my family is, uh, I just have it as the breakthrough, but I, you know, I say mm-hmm. my breakthrough family. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just the, right, like, the right. line. That's the kind of is different. It's not just the line. Maybe like, that's the word you could know, use, family. Maybe that's the yeah. word that maybe can yeah. encompass it all, family. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like even if, you know, you might not hear from uh, some people, like someone is going to send you a text, mm-hmm. someone is going to check on you, you know. Yep, um, yep. Even on the line, we might say, well, have you heard, Jackie, have you heard from this one? Or, you know, no. have you heard from this one? So 
Mm-hmm. You know, even for myself, if I'm not always able to get on the line, I know um, someone will be like, well, you know, let's play for Portia and Jace, you know. So it's like mm-hmm. a, it's a family thing, you know. We may not see yes, each other, not speak yes. to each other as often, but we're still praying and we're still, you know, interceding mm-hmm. for each other. Yes, yes, yes. That's so true. So put me down as family. <laughs> That's the word. I got family. Mm-hmm. And Andy says family. It's a family thing. You know, you wouldn't understand. A family thing. Oh. <laughs> so you also do a Monday night Bible study. Can you tell yeah. us a little bit more about that for inquiring minds? But the Monday night Bible study is 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 awesome. It's awesome, and uh, uh, you know, we just, you know, I get on in. We I come up with a lesson, or uh, I have gone with. Um, we started off, I think, with basic, uh, just uh, salvation, and you know, there are some, uh, um, there are young new new Christians, and there are seasoned Christians, so. Again, you know, it had me a little nervous because, you know, I wanted to make sure I had something for everybody for the season as well as the new, you know, new Christians, new. And um, uh, Jackie had asked me to do it, and I kind of was putting it off for a while because, you, know, uh, you know, that was just me. But, you know, when I, at the right time she asked me, and I couldn't put it off any longer. You know, I prayed about it, mm-hmm. and I kind of didn't get a yes or a no, but, uh, you know, I, I – Teaching, teaching the word is something I love to do. I love to do that. I love to do that. So, you know, I said, well, Lord, let me get the, you know, I said, I don't, you know, you got the older, you know, the seasoned people and, the, you know, how am I going to get a lesson that comes, you know, and the Lord just showed me how to do it. I mean, the, the Bible is the Bible. You can, you know, you can make it easy. You can make it hard. You can make it in between, whatever it is, but it's all the word and it's all you know, a, a lesson or a topic or something we could talk about. So we talked about salvation. We talked about being guided, you know, the uh, lessons on assurance. Everybody can know how they can be assured in, of their salvation and their walk with the Lord. And then we went on to different lessons. And so uh, right now we're, we were on a fence. And that was, a, it seemed very good because we all, like the word says in Luke seventeen one, we all will be offended. It's what we do with that offense that makes the difference and can change our life. If we hold on to it and be offended and let walls build up, or if we just take it to God and ask for forgiveness and don't hold things against people, don't hold that offense against them. So it's always a life lesson to be learned, and I'm learning each and every time. It's not a lesson that goes by that I don't get something out of it as well as teaching. So this is just awesome for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, what time is a Bible study? It's at 8 o'clock on Monday nights. All right, guys. So, y'all, everyone tuning in, listening, Monday nights, 8 o'clock, call into the breakthrough line for um, Bible study. You know, some people can be, you know, you can't feel intimidated because, like, Bible study, I don't really know the Bible like that, but it never hurts to take that first step and to call in and to get to know the word. Uh, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I so, think everyone mm-hmm. enjoys it. And, uh, you know, they don't seem like it's too easy or too hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, everybody gets what they get out of it. And we we fellowship. We talk with one another. It's, it's not mm-hmm. just 
uh, less and less and less, and we talk, we have fun, you know. So if they were here, I'd feed them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's even better. And then they can have mm. a cookie for dessert from your son. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ms. Angela, mm-hmm. who is your favorite person in the Bible? Do you have a favorite person in the Bible? Oh. I, you know, I don't know why when I think about that, I always kind of think about Moses. I think about Moses. And why? Why would you? Moses. Why would you choose Moses? Because it, it, you know, he seemed to have. Um, he had a, a a monumental task in front of him, and you know he made mistakes, but he did. You know he did what he had to do. Um, he it, it was just he went through so much and uh he was able to do i mean he learned he learned i mean he went from his whole life was just you know being born and his life was at stake when he was born and then he was in that water and then he you know the pharaoh's daughter grabbed him up and I don't know if you know the story. I don't want to give you a spoiler alert but you know pharaoh's <laughs> daughter got him so he ended up being going from the you know, the Hebrew child to being in the king's palace. And then, you know, he grew up that way, but still finding out that he was a Hebrew and then really at some point saying, I'm going to give all this up and go and stay on the desert and be a shepherd. And then just sitting before the Lord one night, he gets a, you know, that burning bush start burning. He find out what it was and he had an encounter with the Lord that changed his life. For the better, and then he had such an awesome task of going back to Israel and bringing the people out. So it was all of that, and things he learned in that, things he had to deal with, uh, with his family, with his wife, with his people, and then had to, had having to deal with Pharaoh and all that had to go through with all of that, and then pulling everybody out of Israel and getting that all together. That just seemed like that was. That was a monumental task that he had to deal with. And uh, it just, you know, gave me say, like, wow, Moses, you had to. And then to talk with God, to talk with God face-to-face. Well, you, I mean, you, you would really need kind of like a face-to-face, but not so much face-to-face because he wouldn't look at him face-to-face. He had to hide, like, when God came by. But just to be where you could speak with him one-on-one, you talking to him and he talking to you, whether the bush was burning or you was hiding your face or whatever, you know, he was able to talk with God and hear God's voice. And even it sounded like a mountain rumbling and all of that. That was, to me, that just seemed awesome. So that, to me, was awesome as I read that and read about Moses. That's awesome. And, mm-hmm. Andy, what is your favorite song? What's your favorite gospel song? Well, one of them. Because I'm, I'm sure yeah, you have one of them. Because I got a million of them. I got a million. <laughs> of them. One, you know what? Today I, I just uh, kind of sang that song today, and I was that was that was one of right. You know, I can say one of my favorites, and that's he's been faithful. He's been faithful. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what's been on my shirt? Um, my grandma was singing it Sunday, and it always makes me think of my about my grandfather. Um, to mm-hmm. worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Mm-hmm. To worship you, I live. Mm-hmm. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm
worship you. That's one of my favorites, too. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. that is a great song. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Miss Angela, what advice would you give someone who is kind of on the fence? Um, they want to, you know, give their life to Christ, but like so many of us do, we say, you know, I want to get myself right. I'm going to get myself together before I, I go to him. Or, you know, they're struggling with being, you know, in the world and following what God has called them to do. What advice would you give for me? Well, I would I would tell them to give their life to the Lord. Don't don't wait till you think you got it together. Give give it to him now, just the way you are, just the way and let him clean you up. See we I think a lot of times we worried about doing the right thing or I'm not good enough mm-hmm. or I don't I'm not really ready to give this up yet or whatever and I don't wanna you know, a lot of people say, I don't want to be no hypocrite. I don't want to be no hypocrite. Mm-hmm. But no God knows your heart. And if you mm-hmm. give your life to him, he can change. He can change your want to he can change things. And you you know, I you know, I told you a little bit about some things. I I, I never regret giving up anything I, I gave up. And I don't think I gave up a lot. I still enjoy the Lord, I still enjoy having fun. I still enjoy doing things I enjoy. And, you know, I wasn't never like no drinker or nothing like that. But, you know, I just told you about my weed habit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't regret that for anything. I mean, yeah, it made me feel good. But after I realized the years I wasted saying what I was going to do, you know, you smoke weed, you lay back and be like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm gonna do this. And then the next thing you know, years pass, you still getting high saying what you're going to do. But then when you put that weed down, you start doing stuff. Now, that was just me. Maybe other people might function a little better. But anything I wanted to do, I, I, it seemed like I wasted time. And when I got to know the Lord, he opened up so many doors for me, opened up so many things to me and showed me a way that, you know, I wouldn't turn, you know, it's it's a scripture that says, what would it mean to gain the whole world and lose your soul? So what in the world is more rewarding than having the king of kings and the lord of the universe in your life, mm-hmm. leading and guiding you, helping you with your family, helping you with yourself, your own self-esteem, your own well-being, let alone, at, you know, at that point I was a mom and a wife. What more uh, better counselor than you can have than the wonderful counselor? And that's what it, mm-hmm. one of his titles, wonderful counselor, mighty God. Who better than to have that and have to be able to walk and talk with him than to, you know, anything else that this world could ever offer or this, yeah, anything else this world could, it doesn't compare. To me, it doesn't compare. So I would give, I would tell him, give yourself over to the Lord and let him change anything else that it has to be changed in you. He can do it and he'll do it, you know, and you'll enjoy it. You won't feel like you're missing out on anything. That's awesome. And in this day and time when things are so unsure, I would put my money on a sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So, Miss Angela, thank you so much for being our um, breakthrough 
spotlight. Um, guys, if you are listening, I told y'all was long with this torture. Miss Angela, you are fine. We had to get to know Miss Angela's name. We had to get to know the person behind the voice. Oh, well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much again for Mm -hmm. um, chatting with me. Again, guys, my name is Portia P., um, the host of the Breakthrough Spotlight. Make sure you join our Breakthrough family in the morning. You will hear different um, people speaking, and you will also, they will also be featured on our Breakthrough Family Spotlight as well. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Be safe and God bless.